Hello, fitness humans. Welcome to Wave Talks. We're in our third episode now, and today we're going to talk about something that is pretty interesting, at least according to us. How does working out at home affect your goals and results versus working out at the gym? This is something that's pretty close to my heart. I was sitting at my computer that is my new de facto home office in the room that has the Murphy bed that also now acts as the gym. So like this this now multi-purpose room that is all the things except a kitchen, which it could very well become soon. How does working out in a space like that change the opportunity of results for your workouts? That's what we're going to discuss today. I'm going to pass it over to Dee. She's going to get us started. So I'm also a person who's uh, home has become very multi-purpose in that my office space is my kitchen space and my gym space. I would, so say, I would say it's your eating nook, actually. My eating nook that yeah, doesn't say, I, it's, that it's doesn't a, even have a table. It's a breakfast nook. Oh. Do you eat nook. while you work out? Every now and again, yeah. You know, sometimes you start moving. You're sit like, up, oh, donut. I'm sit up, hungry. donut. Sit up, donut. It's, it's why I train <laughs> for the donut. Uh, so working out at home can have an effect on our goals and results. And really, it comes down to what your goals are and what equipment you have. We'll talk a little bit more about creativity that goes with that as well. But definitely, different goals are going to have different requirements for your workouts. As you might know, if you're someone who is training for a specific competition, who's training for weight loss, who's training to put on mass, who's training to do their first pull-up, you're going to have some different requirements in your training than someone who is training to rehab back pain, training to feel good in their body every week, training to be able to look after their children, things like that. We have different means to those different ends. So because your gym has closed, if that's what you're dealing with right now, you might be feeling like your goals as a bodybuilder or your goals around, you know, rapid weight loss are all of a sudden in the garbage and there's nothing you can do about it. Or if your gyms haven't closed, but you're just not comfortable going because you might not be comfortable with that surrounding right now. Yeah, if you're not comfortable at a gym or if you don't have access to a gym when you previously did then we're gonna have to work with your home equipment that you have. So I'm pretty lucky in that I have some dumbbells. Um, I got myself a TRX shortly after the pandemic started. I've got a bunch of bands. I've got ottomans that I use as boxes and benches. So I have a pretty good setup, but I'm really used to working with barbells and barbells let me hold a lot more weight than I can with dumbbells or bands in some situations. So it's really easy to think, well, I don't have barbells, I don't have benches, I don't have dumbbells, I don't have cables, so I can't really work on my goals. The good news is if you've got the right stuff or if you've got a little bit of know-how or if you've got some good resources, hint, hint, three-wave on the internet, you can actually keep working to those same goals. This means we just have to work at them a little bit differently. If you don't have a heavy barbell to work with so you can build up enough volume, enough fatigue, enough exhaustion in your body to force progression and then force subsequent adaptation to that progression, then things are gonna be a little bit different at home. 
So what we might need to do if you only have a limited amount of weight at home and say your goals are around building muscle, uh, burning fat, building size, uh, building up strength, you're used to working with a lot of weight. Now we don't have as much weight. We can still get those same hypertrophy and strength results and adaptations. It just means we have to get them a bit differently. So where you might be limited in weight, this means we can work with higher reps to an extent that's not always going to yield the best result or is not always going to be the best way. So if you don't have heavy weights, then we can still get the same strength and muscle building responses with different techniques. So this would be like increasing your reps and going to reps that exhaust you and wear you out. This could be slowing down your reps, adding quarter reps, adding pulses, creating extra tension in your body by creating torque. And this is something we talk about in some of our YouTube videos that you can check out. But basically this means we really have to look at something called RPE, which is rate of perceived exertion. With this, this means you have to get really honest with yourself, which is kind of tricky when you're at home, especially if you're feeling a little bit less motivated to work out. But when you're on say rep 10 and you're like, okay, I've done 10 reps, like eight to 10 reps is a good range. You need to think about how tired you actually are because just doing those 10 reps and going through the motions isn't going to be enough to get those results that you're looking for if they're the ones that I laid out before. This means you're going to have to check in with how hard you're actually working. So if you're at 10 reps and you could still do maybe another five or even another 10, then that means you're probably not working to the level that you need to get the result that you're looking for. So this just means you can keep going, which might mean you're doing closer to 15 to 20 reps where you used to do eight to 10. Or this means we can play with that tension, slow down your reps. So instead of taking about three seconds to do a full bicep curl to come up and down, this might mean you slow it down on the way down and take a pause at the halfway point. So where a rep might've taken you three seconds, now it might take you seven seconds, which is going to allow you to build that fatigue in the muscle to challenge the muscle and cause it to have to adapt and grow, which is what we're looking for. There's also some capability to modify equipment from home. So there's everyday items in your actual home that you could use as gym equipment. This does take a little bit of a creative mind in order to try to see that adaptation. But we actually do have a YouTube video that is gonna help show you how to do that with some everyday household items. So don't think that just because you don't have dumbbells, you don't have resistance bands, that you are incapable of working out at home. There are so many options and your creativity is endless. Jess, what can you use as a resistance band if you don't have resistance bands? You can actually use towels, ropes to create tension during rows as an example. Leggings, so, stretchy leggings. Those might not be resistant enough. You'll probably just end up ripping them and then be sad. <laughs> like, you know, when you get a run in pantyhose and you're just like, ah, my life. I can't remember the last time I wore pantyhose. Yeah, no one actually. does that anymore. <laughs> Some um, people do. Some people do. <laughs> It's a time and a place. We let our leg hair be free now as women. Yeah. Um, we're going to be sending this podcast back to 1983 <laughs> so that the pantyhose can reign free. But you can create tension with everyday items. A lot of people don't think of, you know, doing... You can stare at that statue <laughs> in your house until there's just weirdness between you. That's the tension you can create. You can create... A pull-up bar with a towel in a door. There is so many ways to create gym equipment at home. It is possible. So we're uh, please for just the love of lawsuits. Please check out a video that we will make on how to make a towel pull-up bar because 
my brain just saw so many lawsuits right there. <laughs> oh my God. There is a lot of videos online of people breaking their doors, trying to figure out how to do pull-ups in the first two weeks of the pandemic. Even though you can modify equipment, even though you can work to RPE, even though you can work to exhaustion, your expectations of your new gym space might need to change. What does that really mean? Well, let's let's imagine that we're walking into a gym. One of the first things that your gym offers is a sense of community. So that sense of community you might feel is completely disbanded now that you're at home. It doesn't have to be. How can we keep that sense of community and that kind of camaraderie without losing it? Well, you can keep your gym buddy. So contact your gym buddy and have a virtual session or be on the phone at the same time just so you're working out together. That's a great way to keep yourself accountable. So your expectation of community changes into an expectation of your gym buddy or your at-home gym buddy. Another thing you can do is make sure that you are developing a space. So when you walk into that gym, you have a space that makes you feel like you're ready for exercise. You need to change that expectation at home. So you need to create that space by either moving things around if you don't have enough room initially, or you develop a space. In my old room, I actually developed a two meter by less than one meter space that was my gym space. All it was was basically a mat, I had one kettlebell and one resistance band and that became my gym. I know it's small, I know it's not ideal, but having that space that is dedicated to that specific thing will help you initiate that workout. The next thing you can do for your expectations is decrease the speed at which you exercise. So instead of your expectation of being, I have to finish this workout because then I have to drive home, I have to shower, I have to do all these things, that expectation changes because you're already home. You don't have to drive anywhere. So you can actually take more time in your workout now because you're able to not lose time in transit. You might also not need to shower if you're spending all your work days on Zoom. Nobody's going to know if your hair is greasy no or if you're stinky. No one can smell you through virtual calls. Exactly. It's one of the beautiful blessings of the... Pandy! Pandy! <laughs> um, Dee, don't, don't, don't encourage her, please. Why? Now, the next thing that the gym really offers is accountability. So we already mentioned the gym buddy, but another thing that you can do to create accountability with yourself, because it's hard, right? No one's expecting you to show up at the gym. The only expectation is for yourself to actually do something. That changes things a little bit. So how can we expect that from ourselves and actually make it attainable? And the best thing you can do is actually schedule your workout times and create a routine. As we were talking about making this podcast, I realized, you know, I had stopped scheduling my workouts and was like, well, I'll just fit them in wherever I can. But when it comes to, I'll just fit them in wherever I can, I just don't fit them in. Because there's always something that's going to be more important than taking care of yourself in the moment. Yeah. I have to get this done. I have to get that done. So creating a schedule and creating an appointment with yourself is a huge thing to help you maintain routine. So schedule those into your you know, calendar app, whatever you're using. Since everything's online now, everyone has some sort of virtual calendar, family calendar. Put those in. They may be shorter than your typical workouts because guess what? You don't lose as much time transiting to the gym. You don't lose as much time, you know, getting stuck in conversations with people when you get to the gym. And yes, those conversations are lovely, but it's also nice to just feel really in tune with yourself, get that workout done, and then you're already home and you can shower or not shower, as Dee said, and continue along with your day. Another thing that I found really, really helpful is to create a reward system. Everybody likes presents and prizes. Yeah, so, we already talked about that. Set up donut, set up donut. <laughs> 
Yes, but you want a reward system that encourages you versus makes you wonder why you're not getting the results that you did. And it's not because you're working out at home. It's because every time you sit up, you're eating a donut. Instead, let's change that. It's called that. balance, Jess. <laughs> Seriously. Let's create better balance. So if I get, I've planned for myself that I want to do two workouts at home this week. That's eight workouts this month. If I attain seven to eight workouts this month, then I get X. X for me is going to be a new top. I really like nice workout tops and that makes me feel dedicated and wants to make me happy, makes me want to work out. So I find that I'm really good with a self-reward system. Some people have a harder time with that self-reward system because they're like, well, I just want to buy that t-shirt anyway and I'm going to. So that's where your gym buddy comes into to play. That's where your partner comes into play. That's where your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, anybody that you feel close to that you've developed a relationship around fitness with becomes valuable. You say, hey, I'm going to track with you. Once I've attained this goal, we're going to go do this together. Or you give them the money at the beginning of the month and if you complete the goal, they buy it for you. So then you've already invested that money and now you have to work for it. And then it's a present. And then it's a present. You're like, oh, I already forgot about that money. But now I get this present at the end of the month. The human mind's wonderful that way. We forget very quickly. But we also need to keep in mind that habits do change. And we need a transition period to get to this point where we actually have a schedule, reward system, a gym buddy. So what does that habit change look like? I'm kind of meditating on what you're saying, Jess, and I like a lot of it, but there's also an aspect of shame that can be brought into these things. So like what happens if you set these goals, if you give so-and-so money and say like, I don't get X until I achieve, right? So let's break that down a little bit more because what happens for a lot of people when they're in this really big change and they don't adapt quite as quickly as they had hoped or they think they're supposed to because some talking heads in a podcast are telling them that they should be able to change within X number of days or weeks or what have you and it's not happening for them. I personally tend to take smaller bites, I guess, but you, dear listener, you know you you know what works for you and what's worked for you in the past and what hasn't worked for you in the past. So while working towards what Justice suggested here, let's talk about breaking that down just a little bit more. And I like to use mile marker systems. So rather than ever like setting a big reward for myself, at the end, I'll kind of do like D does where she does one sit up and then has a donut. I'm really more of a cake person. I don't know why we got into meeting all these donuts. What kind of donut is my question? It's like, I assume it's a cake donut. I imagine they're Timbits. No, that's like... Timbits on strings. Timbits on strings? (laughs) So it's attached to her head and every time she sits up, it swings just enough. I'm I'm imagining a new YouTube video for us. But (laughs) getting, getting... And I'm very excited for the donuts that will come along with that. Or cake. Cake. Cake or death. Using the mile markers, it's a little bit like creating times to celebrate along the way towards that X, right? When you start, the first time you do a workout, you might just like, so let's just say there's like some sort of a five minute quick video of a workout that a really wonderful group of fitness professionals has put out called three wave and you're watching that on youtube and you go through like one circuit of that and you get that done rather than saying okay i did that uh whatever 
literally celebrate it and then make a goal to do that once a week. If you do that once a week, like that might be where you start. Maybe you're more motivated than that. So try to do that a couple times a week. Try to like put that together with something else. Do it in little bits that you achieve. Then add to that achievement by adding to that little bit. And eventually you're going to be doing the whole thing. You're going to be going for the cake top whatever your ex was per the earlier part of Jess's. Oh, I thought we were talking about cake toppers there. I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I want the cake, I want not the, the thing that goes on or top. The shirt. Oh, this, isn't a, this isn't a wedding podcast, folks. We're not talking about <laughs> cake toppers. Yeah, celebrate the little wins. I mean, I have found, and this is so stupid and so rudimentary, but one of the people that we work with, I was just talking to her about it, and she talked about the idea of actually saying it out loud. Like when you do something, like go to a mirror and just be like, I have completed this. That's awesome. I'm super happy right now. And even if you're not like in high praise of yourself or what have you, you're still having that positive conversation. In our last podcast, we talked about negative self-talk and this is abject countering to that. Have more positive interactions with yourself. Those are going to, as you start doing that more and more, those are going to become more and more set into the head voice, like where you're actually able to say that to yourself. That's And that's pretty cool. And I personally recommend that if you're going to go to a mirror and talk to yourself in such an awesome way, you might as well be doing it to the Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited. We will not play it on this for copyright purposes, but go look, listen to that song. It's a very positive song. It is the one that I listen to. You know, you probably have your own song, but that song's really been lost in history and it needs to come back. It is such a wonderful song. Is this whole podcast about that song? <laughs> I forgot. It might be. It, I think it might be now. <laughs> when you start doing that, time starts passing pretty quickly because I mean like times are relevant right now so like you start doing these things you're gonna start feeling that change you're gonna start seeing that change all these things take about six weeks is that right Jess to start to adapt to psychologically it starts happening first then physically maybe can you get a little bit more into that because I feel like people are tired of hearing me talk at this point so so in the first six weeks of any training program or larger change in our lives, especially when it comes to exercise, it takes six weeks for neuromuscular changes to happen. So that's why, you know, a lot of people will fall off the bandwagon of exercise within the three to four week range when they don't see results. People are very set on instant gratification. However, our body doesn't respond quite as quickly. So those first six weeks are really, really crucial where things start to repattern, motor control starts to adapt. We can apply that to, you know, psychological changes and muscular changes when shifting to working out at home. So don't give up because those first six weeks are always going to be the hardest as we get used to habits and new routine. And like I said, most people struggle around week three and four. So knowing this, know that week three and four might be really hard for you. You might only get one workout in. You might get no workouts in those weeks. Start again week five, start again week six. Unfortunately, life is about starting over, over and over and over. Oh my God, can we get positive again? Holy crap. Over. But yeah. it is a positive thing okay. because it's an opportunity for you to get to try something a different way and do it better each time. Like losing your essay after you've worked on it and then you start again. Like it's never, it might not be as easy to start it again, but then you always write a better essay the second time. But it flows way better. Yeah. 
And when you hand it in, you're even more proud of yourself because you've put twice as much work into that one thing. <laughs> <Speak> for yourself. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Keep in mind that, you know, it does take time to adapt, not just physically, but mentally. And adaptation is something humans are great at, but it does take time. Now, what happens if our activity is just less, but we really, uh, we're worried about our body composition. We're worried about keeping those goals, keeping our forward momentum. There's something that we can do to help us kind of curb that. And we just shift our goals and our expectations towards nutrition. Dee, how can we do that? Yeah, we can do this with awareness. That's kind of always the first step. If you're changing something in your habit, changing your goals or keeping your goals, but you know, now you're working out at home instead of in a gym. Um, I know for me, the big change when I stopped working out in a gym was that I was less active. Also with my work situation, I was spending more time at a desk. So for me, I started to notice that like I wasn't getting hungry at the usual times or I would still like prepare a meal the same size that I was used to but I'd be super full and I'd finish it because I was like this is how much I'm used to eating and then I'd be like done for the rest of the night and be like over full so a big thing to check in on if you know that your activity is decreasing and maybe it's because you're having a hard time adjusting to home workouts or you're working a lot more so you don't have as much time for workouts and you're sitting more this is a time to check in with okay how am I actually feeling with my nutrition so if you do have goals around weight loss or maintaining your weight, it just means you'll have to match your nutrition to your activity where you kind of scale it. So for me, I've scaled back where I'm eating less and I have spent time working on intuitive eating. So it was fairly easy for me to tune in and just notice that I wasn't that hungry so I could scale my meals appropriately. But that's really hard, especially if there are like stresses of the pandemic, stresses of work, stresses of, you know, losing your gains if you're really, if, if you're really used to being at the gym a lot. So just making the note, okay, normally I work out five days a week for an hour and a half at a time. And this week I worked out three days a week for about 40 minutes. I'm probably going to have to scale back some of my meals. And this might mean adjusting your carb content, maybe upping the veggies so you still feel like you're eating a good volume, but it might fill you up a little bit less and it's still going to give you those good nutrients that are going to help with your mood, help with stress management, and also help with sleeping. I know for me, a big thing with doing less activity was that my sleep was really impacted. Just by the time I got to bed, I wasn't as physically tired. And so I think it was a big adjustment for my body to feel like it's bedtime if I still had kind of all this pent up energy. So that's another thing for you to check in on. If it's kind of the other way around where you're still looking to build and maybe you are still like maintaining your activity level, like you might not really have to make those adjustments, but the point here is to just be checking in on that. And from week to week, if your consistency, from week to week, if you're not super consistent and one week you're doing three workouts, another you're doing five, another you're doing one, your eating is gonna look a little bit different week to week. And that's okay. So just make sure that you're really kind to yourself, that you're hopefully, you know, taking some time to just reflect and think, okay, like I'm I'm super full right now. I probably overate a bit. I wish I hadn't overeaten. That was really bad of me. It wasn't in line with my goals, but just like reframe that for a second. So much of what we're going through is unprecedented. So take that moment to be like, oh, I'm used to eating this much because of how my lifestyle has been. And it wasn't my usual lifestyle this week. So just keep, keep checking in with that. Sometimes like logging your food or even 
journaling about life in the pandemic can help you stay in tune with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But there is going to be a learning curve. And like Jess was saying about habits and such, it's going to take time to figure out how you should be eating, how you should be training, how you should be going through your life. I actually found it was kind of fun to pivot into nutrition a little bit more during the pandemic. I was always so busy and I prioritized getting my workouts in more than making healthy meals. So I would just eat where I could, I'd have snacks a lot, but I never really explored creating meals as much as I had when I was younger. So like I said, life is kind of about starting over. So I had this awesome opportunity where all of a sudden I had more time And I didn't feel like moving to the same level that I was before. So I pivoted. I changed my expectation and I went more towards nutrition. And now I spend half an hour to an hour every night making a really nice meal. And I've learned a lot about how to put meals together Mm -hmm. again. Like I thought I knew a lot before, but I'd get to learn it all over again in a great way. Just remember, even though you know, things have changed. It just means that you get to explore a new avenue of your health and fitness. It doesn't mean that your goals are lost. It just means that you're totally pivoting into something else. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. You're saying the word pivot so much. And pivot is such like, it's one of those like words that everybody started using in the last like six months. Yes. And you know, I'm also picturing that t-shirt that Dee has that with the couch that says pivot on it. And every time I say pivot, I just picture Ross going, pivot, pivot. So now pivot. it's stuck in my head and I keep saying it. I'm unaware of that particular reference. <laughs> but, but if you want to learn how to create gym equipment at home and maybe pivot your furniture, You should definitely tune in to our YouTube video on how to change your home into a workout space. That's, uh, and and that, that shameless plug is a really good place for us to start winding this down. If you've listened this far, we really appreciate it. And we hope that you are following us on social media. We hope that you follow us on YouTube. We avail you the opportunity of... Uh, supporting us on Patreon, and that would be really cool too. And really, like, we're out there. If you want to talk to us, just reach out. We're here. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to understand. We'd love to see how we can help. So, do you guys have anything else you want to add right now? Does it just that when Cameron says we're out there, he really means that we are in our kitchen slash gym slash office spaces, ready for anything that you want to talk to us about. I want to finish this off with this brief poetry reading. Tonight's the night. We're going to make it happen. Tonight, we'll put all other things aside. Give in this time and show me some affection. We're going for those pleasures in the night. I want to love you, feel you, wrap myself around you. I want to squeeze you and please you. I just can't get enough. And if you move real slow, I'll let it go. Because I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. And I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I want you. So if you adapt that to your sense of self, I think it's one of the perfect, perfect songs. It's about fitness, not sex. I don't think think it's about love, not sex i think love can be i think you should reread your poem there i agree that it's probably got a sexual connotation but at the same time i think it's about love of fitness 
uh, and of, yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and your accomplishments. Thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> felt a little hung up on that one. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Wait two weeks, and we'll be back to ramble more, and it's going to be awesome. And and we we love you guys, and we will. Uh, I'm going to cut that part out. Aren't you so excited? <laughs>